welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thank you again for joining us today as we have another episode. And I've thought a lot about what to talk about this week And a number of different topics and subjects entered my mind, and I'm sure we'll cover some of those in the weeks ahead. But I just can't get past this issue uh, of toughness, resilience, grit, whatever you want to call it, and how needed it is right now. And this really was sparked for me by a Los Angeles Times article that I read and just put that together with things that I've experienced as a motivational speaker, inspirational author, and Christian leader through the years, and what I've seen from people, and then what has taken place here more recently that just kind of uh, leave me wanting so much to bring some help, some words of wisdom, some encouragement for us to be able to rise up and truly decide that we will be people who are tough, mentally tough, resilient, that we will exhibit grit. There's a great book out entitled Grit, by the way, I'd encourage you to read it. But the necessity of resilience is so significant right now. Let me just share with you what this article talked about and just some of the things that different folks that were interviewed shared. So they interviewed a young woman, 29 years old, uh, Angelino, uh, lives in Los Angeles. And so this is what she said. She said, maybe it's like Stockholm Syndrome, except our captor is the coronavirus. We're all so used to the mental and physical havoc it's wrecked upon us that any sense of normalcy feels wrong. And that just blows my mind. I, I, I have trouble with what to even do with something like that. I can't uh, understand that hardly. It does not resonate with me at all, but it may resonate with you. You may see what she's talking about. I, I think it's kind of a most perverse, bizarre twisting of Stockholm Syndrome that I could ever have imagined or even come up with. That, you know, and and just so we're clear, Stockholm Syndrome is when someone is kidnapped and basically over time they begin to actually have feelings toward their captor. And instead of wanting to escape and feeling like this person is a criminal and is a terrible human being, they actually begin to have empathy toward that person. And she's now taking that kind of concept and using it in relation to the coronavirus and simply saying, you know, after all the havoc, it just seems like it's just forget about normalcy. In other words, you've been uh, kidnapped. You've been in captivity so long. Forget about ever being free. You come to uh, accept your imprisonment and actually uh, like the person uh, that has enslaved you. I mean, it, it's, it's completely bizarre for me. Intellectually, she admits that she knows that the risk of getting COVID-19 is significantly lower than it has been in, in over a year. And yet, 
can't seem to to do it some people listen to this statement can't help but feel it all sounds too good to be true what what in the world it's too good to be true it's just true that's all it is it's just true tough times never last tough people do it's just this time is coming to an end some people can't help but feel it sounds too good to be true i mean there is something going on here mentally that is just so unhealthy that it's got to be addressed this is another quote from the young woman every time i see people eating out or hanging out with their friends unmasked i cringe and feel hopeless it's just uh Hopeless, hopeless is the word that comes to mind. I mean, friends, we need resilience. We need mental toughness. Where is the grit? It's got to, it's got to come back. I mean, it's just, you've got to develop it. And if you don't have it, you need to develop it. And that is certainly what this episode is all about. My whole goal today is to really help you to see why you need to be more mentally tough and have greater resilience and get some grit in your life and show you some ways that you can do it. But before we get there, let's just keep going with this article. So then several different folks are quoted, most of them psychologists, and which they have different things to say. Here's Lori Stone, psychologist in West L.A., She received her second vaccine dose in February. So she has been fully vaccinated for well over two months. And I quote, I still have this chronic apprehension. It's hard to soften the fear. This is a person who is a psychologist dedicated, dedicated to the field of mental health. It's hard to soften the fear. It It's not really hard to soften the fear. It's not. It isn't. It it is not hard to soften the fear. It can be done. It absolutely can be done. You will see how to do it today. I can assure you of that. Here's uh, another quote. I mean, and this really, you know, kind of sums up where we need to go. When we practice avoidance, we implicitly tell our brains it's too scary or I can't handle it. Yes. So the more that you practice avoidance, you know, I'm still not going to go to restaurants. I'm still not going to get on an airplane. I'm still not going to go to the office or, or whatever it is. You, you've been vaccinated you're avoiding. And when you're avoiding, you're telling your brain it's too scary. I can't handle it. And too scary and I can't handle it is the opposite of mental toughness and resilience and grit. It's the very opposite is the textbook definition of the antonym, not the synonym, the antonym, the opposite of the opposite of toughness is it's too scary. The opposite of resilience is I can't handle it. The opposite of it's too hard is grit. We need it. We need it. And we need it bad. Cigna, the insurance company, did a survey. And by the way, you know, let's have something positive here. 
people's relationships. This isn't where I'm in a park, but I'm more than happy to spend a few minutes on anything positive. 55% of parents say their relationships with their kids have changed for the better. 30% say significantly better, spending more time together. Great news. 41% of adults say their relationship with significant others improved. This is great news. Great news. And men report significant improvement across relationships compared with women. And that's even better because, again, stereotypical statement, generality doesn't apply to all men and all women. But women tend to do better with relationships, have more friendships and relationships than men. And yet by 47, by 47 percent, the 36 percent improved relationship with children, men, 47, women, 36 improved relationship with a significant others. 47% again with men, 34% women. Improved relationship with work supervisors, 40% men, 28% women. So men in this key area of relationships have done better coming out of this pandemic. And then they get into what is it that activities that people are looking forward to, giving hugs, seeing family members in person, seeing friends in person, going on vacations, dining out at restaurants and you know it's just fascinating to see the the totals just very quickly broken down by age group not by gender in this case but at the top of the list is dining out at restaurants then going on vacation then seeing friends and family members in person both the same percentage and then giving hugs so people are looking forward to it now that's all very positive and good, but here's, uh, here's the next part of their study and their survey. People with higher resilience are more likely to report better overall health than those who are less resistant, or less, less resilient, less resilient, <laughs> maybe resistant is the, the better word than even resilience. Resistant to being resilient, building and maintaining resilience remains important during the pandemic. And as it it concludes, people with higher resilience manage all health and well-being dimensions better than those with lower resilience. Here's the number, 64% of the more resilient groups said their health is very good or excellent. 41% of the less resilient groups said their health is very good or Excellent. How about some more numbers? You want some, I I mean, uh, facts are your friends. Facts are your friends. Let's look at the numbers. Data is always good. Just amazing number, okay? Family life. How well are you currently managing, okay? Family life. High resilience, 71%. Low resilience, 35%. Half. Romantic relationships, High resilience, 67%. Low resilience, 35%. Career and work, high resilience, 63%. Low, 32%. Mental health, 61% of the resilient, 29% of the low resilient. 61% to 29%. More than double. Physical health. 56% to 27%. Financial, 51% to 23%. Another more than double resilient people versus non-resilient. Social life, 51%, 29%. Uh, 
22%. I mean, it, the numbers are overwhelming, friends. I mean, absolutely, totally, completely, and utterly overwhelming. You want to be tough. You want to be resilient. You want to have grit. It will help you in all these key aspects of your life. Family, romance, work, mental health, physical health, finances, social life. The numbers are incredible. Many of the categories, it's double, double. That is a huge difference. Just take it from somebody who's a trained researcher and, and I'm all about the statistics, the data, the facts. These numbers are stunning. They are overwhelming. In fact, they're so big that Cigna then came up with a tool to try to help people measure their resilience and then improve their resilience. A large corporation said, we've got to help our people because the numbers are overwhelming and the difference, the difference, the, the difference in level of happiness I mean, the difference in level of health and well-being for those who are resilient versus those who are not resilient. Those who have high resilience, those who have low resilience. Those that are mentally tough, those that are mentally weak. Whatever terminology you want to use, it's, it's absolutely stunning. Stunning. And as I have read this research and pondered it and considered it, I couldn't help but think about a story in the Bible that is so eerily similar to this. So here it is. This is the book of Exodus, way back in the beginning of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, second book of the Bible, verse 9, chapter 6 and verse 9. When Moses told this to the Israelites, they were too discouraged and mistreated to believe him. Okay, what's the this? What's the this? Well, there's a story in the Bible where God tells the Israelites they are going to be freed from slavery in Egypt. He is going to accept them as his favored, particular, chosen people. And he's going to bring them into a new land that was promised to their ancestors. Now, again, let's just break it down real quick. Number one, they're getting out of slavery in Egypt. Incredible. Number two, they are going to be God's chosen people. He's going to single them out for special favor. And number three, they're going to have new land, uh, the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey, as the phrase of the Bible would say. In other words, the best real estate in the world. Going from the worst situation of slavery to the best real estate in the world. Okay, now you've heard that. Now let's just hear this verse again. And when Moses told them this, he told them what I just told you, and they were too discouraged and mistreated to believe him. Uh, just like the young lady from Los Angeles. Yeah, everything's ending. The, the, the pandemic's coming to a close. People are being vaccinated. Things will go back to the way they were. Too mistreated and discouraged. Too, too fearful and hopeless to believe it. 
The people had faced such oppression by the Egyptians and struggled for so long in captivity that they would not believe the good news. Their lack of mental toughness caused them to capitulate to discouragement and unbelief. And that is the word, capitulate. Please do not capitulate. We need to be tough, to not crack under the pressures of life. Problems, difficulties, hardships, it's part of life. And it has been intense over the last year. Yes, but you must develop mental toughness that allows you to push through hard situations and successfully face adversity. Adversity must be faced and it must be overcome. And it can, it can. History is replete with examples of people who face adversity and overcome it. And you can do just what those people did. There are so many stories that I could tell. And I, I just don't have time, you know, with one podcast. I mean, I've, I've just got information to share with you. I don't have time. But let me just tell you just one. I was just watching this uh, biography on TV. Uh, and of all people, <laughs> the professional wrestler, former wrestler, Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if you watch that and you listen to this story of this guy, and I mean what he overcame making 10 and $20 for wrestling and mean tenor, and then using half that money or more just to pay for the gas to get to the next place. And then tearing his bicep and losing his job and being out of of his dream job. And yet he just stayed mentally tough. Of course, he's physically tough. That's undeniable. But I've known people that are physically tough and not mentally tough. He's mentally tough and he just stayed resilient and he just kept moving forward. And eventually... He just landed in an incredible, incredible situation in which he became the biggest thing going. And uh, he had an incredible, incredible career. And then he hooked up with The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, and they had these epic battles. And, you know, both of them just went straight to superstardom. And, of course, Rock's another one. Dwayne Johnson, if you want to know his story, you talk about a guy that's resilient that's mentally tough. I mean, he's huge physically, but he's huge mentally. Look up his story. See what he, the kind of ethic, work ethic this guy has, the kind of drive that. But you, you know, you don't have to drive, have the drive that leads to super celebrity, but you got to have enough to be able to move past this pandemic and not be sitting here hopeless and afraid and just wondering, you know, shell-shocked and it's hard to get over the fear and all this other stuff. Holy smokes. My coach would say, tape an aspirin on it. Let's go. This is like Softyville, USA. I mean, this is not going to work. You you got to face it, you know? Listen, people have all kinds of challenges in their lives. They 
lose their jobs, they have an illness, the family breaks down. These sorts of things happen. And you can't just give up when they happen. You've got to find a way to power through. You have to be able to say, I am going to be a mentally tough person. I am not going to be weak. I am not going to lack resilience. I'm not going to resist resilience. And I keep saying that. It's like almost comical, isn't it? The resistance and resilience, the resisting of resilience. So how do you do it? Well, let's just start with with this. Optimism, what I would call pervasive optimism. In other words, some people, you know, they make up this new word positivity. (laughs) I don't know that it ever existed before, but okay, being positive. I'm all for that. You know, optimism, positivity allows you to approach even the most formidable challenges with the belief that you're not only going to survive, but you're going to thrive. It's, it's just the opposite of this sort of mentality that, that, that sits here and says, you know, even though I've gotten my vaccine and I've now had it for how long? Two months still, it's hard to soften the fear. It's not hard to soften the fear. No, there isn't chronic a- apprehension. That's, that's, no, you reject that. You just reject it outright. This idea, you know, again, that it's like Stockholm Syndrome. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. I hate feeling like this. Well, if you hate feeling like this, stop feeling like it. Stop feeling like it. Yeah. Just stop. Stop it. You can stop your feelings from determining how you will live your life. The facts are the facts. And the facts are, everything's dropping. Do you know the other day in the entire state of Arizona, not one person died of COVID? I can tell you people died of tons of other things in the state of Arizona. Lots of things, but they didn't die of COVID. Resilience, friends. Toughness. Pervasive optimism. Okay? Choose to remain optimistic in the face of adversity. Yeah. Just choose choose to stay positive. Don't give in to negativity. Don't give in to fearfulness. Have an optimistic outlook and let it be pervasive in all aspects of your life. All aspects. All. Your family life, your work, your health, your finances. All. See, optimism helps you to respond positively, creatively, and energetically to negative situations. That's what it does. Sure, not all problems can be solved, but many can be solved with creative approaches. If we believe that there's a purpose, that God has a plan, good can come out of bad if we remain positive and faith-filled. That's it. That is the truth. And that is... What you have to have. What else? Well, you know, you can call it a lot of things. I'll just call it thick skin. I mean, you know, mentally tough people have thick skin. They don't let circumstances control them. 
They don't let people control them either. I've been in leadership a long time. Criticism, I do not live my life for to make other people happy. I live my life to make God happy. And when I do that, it makes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people happy. But if there's some that aren't, oh, well. One of the results of social media exploding is that now, you know, people have a voice and so they can critique almost anything. So who cares? It's not important. Now, if somebody is opinion that I respect says something, I'm going to take that very seriously. Yes, I'm going to consider that. I'm going to consider that criticism. But somebody that doesn't even know me and has no qualifications, it's always great when I write these articles and then there's all these comments and some of my friends get so mad and get offended and like, I can't believe these people said this stuff, Rick. I'm like, listen, just remember, I'm the guy who wrote the article because I have the qualifications. These people have no qualifications. Their little comments are meaningless. You got half thick skin. Just, you know, look. It's been tough. It's been a hard year. Yeah. But it's not like you were getting picked on. You know, it happened to everybody. Well, you know, you say, well, my job was lost and other people's jobs weren't. It's true. Some people really made out, you know. And, and I mean, it's funny to say, but I mean, it helped. It helped them. Just have to. But listen, you know, mental toughness is just having, listen, a high tolerance for short-term bad feelings. A high tolerance for short-term bad feelings. That's how you're mentally tough. Have a high tolerance for short-term bad feelings. It's just short-term. Now, again, everyone's short is different, but some people would say a year isn't short, but a year in the span of your whole life is short. Just listen, say, say this is tough, but I'm a whole lot tougher. Proper perspective, Okay. Listen, life involves high-pressure situations. Feeling discomfort is not a bad thing. In fact, it can be a sign you're doing something significant. It's not a bad thing. A realistic perspective on life is that there will be difficult times and there will be unfairness and we happen to have gone through one of the most unfair and difficult times in our lifetimes. Okay. So they create stress and hardship. Yes. But mentally tough people deal with it and overcome problems. That's what you do. You you rebound from disappointments and mistakes and unfairness. Tough people know they can overcome the inevitable challenges of life. Resilient people say setbacks are a part of life, but guess what? So are comebacks. I'll be talking a lot more about it in the days to come. Big event I'm going to be speaking at in Atlanta in less than two months. Your comeback. Comebacks going to happen. It's going to be an incredible season of comebacks. You want to be a part of it? Yes. You want to have one yourself? Of course. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for resilient people, for mentally tough people. Those are the people. The people who keep in setbacks are the people that have the setback mentality, have their survival mode. That stuff's got to go. And people who are resilient and mentally tough and have grit, they're the people that get out of survival mode. They get out of 
setback mentality and they get into comeback mentality. And, I, you know, I would be remiss as a spiritual leader if I didn't talk about just prayer. Just, you know, adversity will make you dependent on God. <laughs> it'll clarify your motives. You know, it'll reaffirm your goals like nothing else that I know. So consistent prayer, just asking for God's help, asking for God's favor. If you feel fearful and afraid, the Bible said God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, so we know it doesn't come from him. So just ask God to give you courage. Ask God to provide for you. You know, we try to fix our problems and sometimes they can be fixed but sometimes they can't be fixed quickly so when that happens you know we can overreact and that that just causes more problems and and what prayer does is that it helps us to be more patient and wait on god's timing man i'll talk more about this in depth another time just waiting on god's timing it's not easy to wait man i tell you what it's not easy but prayer helps you to just keep going to god and saying help me to be patient god and work this out and i know you will and he will he will work it out he will absolutely positively work it out and when he works it out it's going to be fantastic friends please Accept the challenge to be highly resilient, mentally tough. If you do, you're going to be a lot happier. You're going to be a lot healthier. You're going to be able to influence a lot of people in a positive direction, in a positive way. So please do not give in to this hopelessness and fear and all this stuff that's too good to be true. It's not too good to be true. It's true. It's ending and happy days are ahead. Believe it. Believe it. And move forward. Don't be like the Israelites who said, oh, we don't even believe it. We're too discouraged and mistreated. It's good news. Accept the good news. Welcome the good news. Embrace the good news. Happy days are ahead for all of us. Believe it. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.